Hey fam, what's good? Uh, and welcome to this episode. Uh, today, I, I had the opportunity to speak with a really, really just great guy, uh, Keith Davis, uh, doing business out of Atlanta. And he comes on and he's just sharing uh, all of his story. And uh, we, we had some technical issues, so maybe some things that may not come out great. But uh, what I really want you to do is catch the spirit of someone who has made a decision to do things and do them in the right way and his transformation uh, through business uh, in the food service industry is, is really, it's amazing and it's inspiring what he's done, how he's been able to pivot, how he's been able to shift and how he now has landed himself in Atlanta uh, in a pretzel business. It's, it's really amazing. Um, the later you go into the interview, so much transparency and so much that is shared, but it's all from the heart. Uh, and so if you're stuck, you got some questions, some things you're not sure about, um, and you want to know that there are other people who are out here every single day, grinding it out, reaching for their goals, driving their mission, driving their purpose. This is a wonderful episode. All right. So here we go. Let's get it. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Pivot Play Podcast. I'm here today with my man Keith Davis. Uh, I call him a serialpreneur, a serialpreneur. Uh, <laughs> operated multiple businesses, but uh, we met each other uh, here in St. Louis. Uh, I was just describing this in a previous episode that sometimes you can just be in a room with somebody and you can look over and be like, that's a good brother right there. And uh, Yeah, I appreciate that brother and, 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 and likewise. And, 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 and likewise. So I just had the same conversation with a good friend of mine that's not too far from us right now. Right. You know, and I think we met smoking cigars, didn't we? We, did, we absolutely did. And it's funny when I was talking to Nick Taylor about that. I was I just said, telling you that. <laughs> yeah. So I was telling I was telling Nick, you know, I said the great thing about a cigar is that you don't smoke a cigar a cigar quickly. It gives you it takes time. So that means you're gonna have conversation. You're gonna be able to interact with people. And at some point, it's not even about the cigars so much. It's the interaction with the people. It's the vibe. It's the feel. It's the way. And so you can sit there for an hour and then feel like, you know, like you can be connected to somebody. And so I think that's kind of how I always felt about you sitting across a table or whatever. And so that's been yep, great. Yep, absolutely. And yep, then, and then you went you to know, Atlanta. Funny how we connect. And a lot of my friends... Got a good, my, 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 my friend here, we met over cigars. I mean, all my good connections down here, uh, be over these right here, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> all the connections that I make here in Atlanta, the culture, the cigar culture here, we've got about 12, 15 smoking sips. You oh, know wow. what I'm saying? And wow. I mean, different cigar lounges. Right, right, right. And yeah, now they just opened up the biggest humidor in the United States uh, about an hour from us. Uh, 
south of uh, Atlanta in one of the little suburbs. I haven't been yet. Okay. You know, because you know the traffic here crazy, so I don't, I don't travel far. Right. So but you um, are, the cigar so, culture here is amazing. It really. So let is. me so let me describe a little bit that I can uh, for the audience about. Here's what I know about. I just know that you are a businessman. You're in the food services arena. You've been there for a while. And I know that there's here's here's what I know, Keith, from just being around you. Not even we haven't had any of this conversation, is that you have this determination and this drive and this stick to itiveness that for some of the stuff that you've been through, other people would have walked away already. But you stay yeah. in there and you keep finding ways to win. And that's really what I want to talk about. So do me a favor okay. and just Start from the beginning and just help the audience understand who you are, what your background is in business, and how you got to where you are. All right. Well, I, I worked for a company in St. Louis for about 20 years, uh, Metro by State Development Agency. And I always knew that, boy, that time clock used to, it never felt right for me. You know, it took me about 20 years, but I used that money in my uh, 401k to sort my business off oh, wow. in 2008. And uh, my first restaurant was a barbecue restaurant, Southern Girls BBQ, off in Illinois. And from there, I, I was hosting barbecue competitions. I was busy traveling all over the United States, you know, and our barbecue, you know, we, we had a good brand. Okay. Um, I got burnt out. In about 2012, because I missed my uh, kids all in high school because I was working all the time. Mm -hmm. So I regret that, but that's the life I chose, and it come with some sacrifices. And uh, I I took a couple of years off 2012. I want to think about, man, I'm terrible at marketing we put these you know <laughs> uh, flyers on cars and you gotta wait for somebody to come in it's gotta be another way and then one day i was downtown in metro's building mm -hmm. and i've seen uh them stores at the bottom right okay so that gave me an idea to uh start going after contracts so my okay. first contract, uh, probably in 2015, I took over St. Louis County Water Parks. Okay. And only for 90 days, though, I had two water parks. Uh, um, the Lee May Pavilion and St. Vincent's Park. Okay. And uh, that was a great ride. I had customers seven days a week as long as it didn't rain. Right. And one summer, I, we had like a drought season or something in St. Louis. It probably summer 2016, I believe. We didn't get a lot of rain. And man, I tell you, that's when I found out how much people love pretzels. Oh, wow. We couldn't okay. keep no, we couldn't, the pretzels that I sell now, we couldn't keep them. Wow. We couldn't keep them. It was our number, it was our number one seller. Good thing about connections, I always left a good impression on Metro. So here I am, three, four, five years later, being on contracts. 
one of the people remember me, remember my worth ethic. They vetted me. Metro gave us a chance. Okay. So we started contracts with Metro with coffee shops. I opened up two coffee shops, one in Ferguson at the uh, at the Metro station, mm-hmm. and then downtown on the Civic Center. Wow. Okay. The Civic Center is high volume. Um, very, you know, it's a lot of foot traffic. Okay. So we 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 did well down there. Okay. So that was my breakout developing, I mean, coming up with a system of how I can make the food business work for me. Okay. So why pretzels? And, huh? Why pretzels? <laughs> and I, and before you answer that, so, 2016, 2017. Oh, hey, Keith, before you go into that, though, so when, and I ask you about pretzels because, you know, I'm from Philly. So I know the Philly pretzel. You know what I'm saying? That's where these pretzels originated okay. from. Talk to me about pretzels. I, Talk to me. I bought I, I bought a recipe from from an old Italian brother that I love to death. That saw him himself in me at my age when when I when I met him. And you know me, I don't quit. Right. So real quick with the pretzels, a lady in St. Louis got the franchise in St. Louis, the pretzel franchise, right? Mm-hmm. The same one I bought into, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I was hurt. Our business was only open 90 days. We bought more pretzel bites than, like she said, wholesale. That's all she did, did is wholesale. Right. So. We bought more pretzel bites than Ballpark Village, all the restaurants in there put together. That's how many pretzel bites we sold at our water park. Wow. They didn't want no hot dogs. They didn't want uh, no nachos. Everybody was ordering these pretzels. So one day I decided to put one in my mouth. I was like, damn, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder, you know, I'm looking at the numbers, man. I'm like, these pretzels, number one. <laughs> so the lady in St. Louis, I'm like, hey, you see what I'm doing? You know, she like, I'm like, no, I want to get in in. Right. And she resisted me. You know, I'm just going to be, I know we on the internet, but, you know, uh, I just end up, you know me, I end up hopping on a plane going to Philly. Right. And getting this <laughs> recipe. And it was only one major thing. It was only one. It was on the one surf, uh, uh, commitment that uh, he made me make. We had to sign a contract, but I'm a businessman. I wouldn't do it anyway. I can't sell a pretzel in St. Louis. So that's my journey to Atlanta. Ah, that's why you left us. Not on the scale that I'm selling now. Yeah, right. I can go there and, and, and sell some pretzels as long as, you know, I'm 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 getting it from 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 that St. Louis source. Right, right. Now I'm making from scratch. So I said cool. And and they didn't think I was gonna do it. So it took me a few years to get, get here, but I've been here about going on almost three years, right? Is it three three years. Yeah. Okay. Getting ready turning to four. And okay. took us a minute to get up and running. 
But man, you know, and what, what made me thought about them pretzels, I had the barbecue restaurant. I got the coffee shop, right? The coffee shop. We got to buy 80 different menu items. Right. You know, we buying cheese, meats, coffee, everything. I mean, we just, I got grills. Uh, you got to have the grills, the hoods, and all this other stuff with the restaurant. Man, when I went to went to Philly and walked in that guy kitchen, I seen an oven and a mixing bowl <laughs> and a safe full of money. <laughs> a oven and a mixing bowl. That's all you need, baby. Right. So let me. So what you got to go back? You got to go back though, because so I, and I understand the simplicity of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. But so you mentioned the other things that you've done in food service, and you kind of touched on it, but. You open restaurants, like I said. There's infrastructure, right? You again. Yeah, you yeah. Up, you I, I, I got a certain skill set, you know. And uh, I just really did it with barbecue spots, help people create their uh, their recipes. Right. I never sold them my recipe because a dear friend of mine gave me an opportunity to get into business with him. It wasn't my recipe. It was his. Right. But it's in Sam's right now, Walmart. I bought it to St. Louis. Okay. And it's called Strawberries uh, Barbecue Season. And I was trying to acquire a major distribution deal. And he died in 2014, right when we was doing the deal. Oh, wow. And, uh, Everything's got caught up in probate. I left that alone. But I've got a my own recipe, uh, and it's not a rub. I got my own barbecue season, mm -hmm. you know. So, but I can help people create a barbecue because they they Italians. Uh, the people that that I help, okay. the uh, uh, Giannano family, they own probably about twelve different restaurants, and they was like, you know what? This is going to be an American family and Italian, and, you know, we're going to have Italian dishes. Right. But the guy told me a big fat cigar in his mouth. Mr. G is what they call him. And uh, he said, I want the best pork steaks in the world. He bought a smoker, mm -hmm. bought some, asked me, what did I need him to buy? I told him to go, what's the name of that, uh, that meat market? I can't think of it now, 55 and Bates. It's a uh, major meat market that everybody go to. Kendrick's. Okay. I think it's Kendrick's. And I was, uh, about, I was thinking about the Italian market. I'm trying to think where you're talking about in Philly, near, near, near the South Philly area. But go ahead, keep going. I thought you were talking about South Philly. Keep going. Uh-uh. No, oh, no I, I, I'll get into that. No, but... Uh, I created an inch, and they still sell it now. If you go there now, they got an inch and a half pork steak that they didn't probably got famous for now. And they sell a lot of them. I just gave them the recipe of how to create and how to do it. But it's an inch and a half pork steak. Okay. And, you know, St. Louis is a pork town. Right, definitely. You know, so I've, I have done, got people create. Right, right now, I got some people asking me now here, that they got a good catering set, skill set, but they don't have a good um, startup 
idea for as opening up a restaurant, what it's going to take, what kind of equipment we're going to need, all that. Because right. the thing is, in the food business, a lot of people, you know, have done it. It's hard to start the food business without never being in it. Right. And a lot of people do it. And you can go to the restaurants and kind of, I can kind of tell the people that come in knowing what they're doing and don't, because I made all those mistakes. So I know. Right. But I think I'll be able to start a consulting business um, in the food industry. And now it's forever change. And now that it's changing, we all probably, if you know what you're doing, we all probably gonna make more money. Um, and another thing with my pretzels, I got three income streams right off the bat. I'm doing wholesale. Okay. Getting ready to do curbside and, and to go orders only. You can't come in my bakery. You can come there and pick your food up and send Uber there to pick your food up, but there's nowhere to sit in a, a bakery right now. Right. And then I have the food truck. And the food truck saved the Atlanta business. So let me, so this is the thing, listening to you, one is this whole idea of starting restaurants, you make it sound super simple. I know it's not, but also you're making these changes. You're implementing these different strategies. So you're able to, to pivot between these different things. But to me, that's a, that's a skill set. but you make it seem like it's super simple. And I know that the average no, it's person not. doesn't, doesn't <laughs> it, do what it, you it, do. It's not. You know, and I, I, I'll give you the recipe, though. You know, I, I, I give people the the first thing is it normally take a restaurant two, three years to pick up any traction. Wow. So I'm telling people right off the bat, go in with the money so you can be open two years, two, three years. Have enough money for two years. Absolutely. Like you know, you, you got to have... My rule would be have enough money to stay open for 36 months, you know, and that's what I got a young man here now that I do eventually uh, want to introduce you to. I got a, a uh, and, and that's the thing, man, about, you know, this cigar culture here. I've met about three or four young men that have actually stepped in and just be with different tasks and skill sets. They helped me right. with my, uh, and, and, and help me with, with my business, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, he was talking to me about telling me how to form a private investors and this, and he talking. Say something, Noble, how you doing, brother? How you doing? And <laughs> he, he talking to me, now I'm supposed to be teaching him. Man, I say, what what I do? I say, man, come smoke one of these good cigars, brother. Now put that down and get one of these cigars right here. So, man, me and him been connected ever since. So uh, he's actually teaching me how, you know, how you form these private investor groups. They keep, man, we got to start using these other people money. So he then came, he wants to come out and check the bakery out, check the food truck out, see exactly a vet me. And one thing they do in business, boy, they vet you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and, 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 and I'm good with it because I got everything in line. You know, my new website that's going to come on, that's going to probably go live. It should have been live, but I'm not no technical guy. I don't understand what they're talking about. It's something about my pitches weren't good enough, Jerry. So, you know, I got to get some <laughs> pictures. You know, I'm thinking my camera pitches, man. But that's the thing. <laughs> 
you got to get people that know. Right. You got to get people, you know, that 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 knows. And he's working. And like I said, that's the best thing to do is have that capital and have that money. And right. then after that, make sure you got the knowledge. You got some type of skill set. Just because you at you making all them good plates in the pandemic, it don't mean you're gonna get in that restaurant, make it function, and you know, because you got all type of things to deal with. And the number one thing with me, <clears throat> I it's a blessing that the that my queen saved my life on taxes. Oh wow. Just turned my whole business professional. When got got me a, a payroll service, and you know, cause and, and, and the first thing they tell you, people in the tax business, yeah, you can miss out on your uh, uh, personal taxes and that. Play with that employee tax and see how long <laughs> your doors stay open. So that was a blessing, cause when all this PPP stuff come up. Man, my payroll company hit a button. Man, we got you. I ain't have to, you know what I'm saying? Come up with all this stuff. So do things the right way on your business. Right. But that payroll service with them taxes, man, that, man, you know, that was a, a relief. So when you talk about, so there's things that you do, you have a lot of experience, you do extremely well. And there's other things that are not your expertise. So that means you have to build a team, right? And you mentioned having some trust issues. So You're right. talk, talk, talk to me about, and so people understand the necessity of you can't do it all. You have to build a team. Yeah, that was one of the things I did when I first got in this business. I had 12 hats. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> It's a uh, path to disaster. Right. Uh, spend some of the money you make. Investing in your people. And then I learned that, you know, once I start uh, bringing in other people, I pay them before I pay myself. I pay them before I pay myself. Wow. And so normally when somebody uh, come to work for me, nine, it, it's, you, we probably got a good 70, 80% where most of the people come work for us, stay for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, every other Tuesday, they check hitting a uh, direct deposit. Right. You know, and uh, you have to take care of your people. Like my social media, man, I'm terrible. I just hired somebody to do that, man. Yeah, don't go looking at, you know, I know I'm getting better. I don't get better. Don't look at that social media, though. My, and my marketing, right? my social media, and my marketing, my website, integrating all that stuff. So I had to hire somebody smarter than me. Now, when we go live with our uh, curbside, and, that's, and I thought it was going to be probably in the next two weeks, but it probably won't. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, but so everything is going to be integrated. They, you know, hit, hit, click on my website, boom, it come to our kitchen. But all those type of technical skills. Now, if you got them and you want to use them in, in your company, but I'm 
I'm busy. So it's a lot of things I don't have time for, and especially with my pretzel business. You know, I left St. Louis to come here and do that. It was like starting over. Right. Don't nobody know me. Don't nobody know me here. And, you know, sometimes, Jerry, you know, I take that kind of personal. <laughs> you know, I don't come from doo-doo. Right. So I get a lot of resistance here, but not, not a lot. But you know how it is because people don't know you. They like pretzels. Man, right. we want crab legs and chicken wings. Nobody want no pretzels. Then they bite them. Right. Then they get a bite. <laughs> Let me get another one of those. Right. Let me get another one. Right. Man, so I am, you know, like I said, excited, you know, but definitely the skill sets that you don't have, pass them on. Right. And I think I said something uh, to Noble, my, my friend Noble, that uh, I'm interested in when I move to the next level and I buy my own bakery. I want the real estate, though, Jerry. Right. I want to own a building. Right. I, I'm, I'm renting now, but 24 months, you know, I'm probably going to have my own building. And the thing is, the beauty about these pretzels and my business formula, remember, I got the wholesale, the retail, and the food truck. Mm -hmm. So when I open up my little storefront, the main thing that storefront doing it's a production center in the back. Right. I don't care if you come in and buy two cups of coffee and two pretzels. Because in the back, we didn't just sold 500 pretzels to Kroger's. Right. We didn't sold another 500 to Publix. Right. I don't care if you don't buy no coffee. That's why it's the pretzels, Jerry. <laughs> Pretzel business, baby. <laughs> hey, it, oh, it, but boy. one day... I will integrate my barbecue because Jerry, I'm going to be selling my bites, my buns, and my uh, garlic uh, sticks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell all three of those items to stores and restaurants. Oh, okay. Got and you. and now that's something that we're going to have conversations with later about how streamline is production. Right. Because that's not my skill set. And now I'm learning because, see, everybody else in this franchise, Jerry, across the different people, everybody do it different. They right. either doing the food truck or they either in retail or they in wholesale. They like, how the hell you think you're going to do all three? Right. I'm KLD, baby. Google <laughs> me. I'm KLD Enterprises. I'm doing all of them. I already got the food truck. I'm already doing retail. Right. Now we got to get this wholesale, Jerry. Right. The wholesale, baby. Mm, mm, mm. So let me let me let me let me let me throw something out there to you because you brought up something yes, which is kind of right in my bailiwick. We were we were talking earlier. I was telling you that a lot of my experience is doing things at scale, which is exactly what you're talking about. Is how do you grow it? Like I can do it here, but I want to do it five times. I want to do it ten times. I want to do it a thousand times. How do I do that? like I said, you know, my responsibilities have been both national, international, global, really. And so here, here's the secret. When I, when I came here, knowing that I was going to take on a really big responsibility. Okay. House, I was speaking to one of my mentors about it because I was, I was nervous going in. I had never really done it at that scale. And he, he said one simple thing that changed my whole view. He What's said, that? you manage scale through process. 
if you can create a process, because here's what here's what process does. Process does three things, Keith. One is, is, is it, it reduces your risk. The second thing is it gives you a predictable outcome. You know what you're going to get every single time if people follow the process. The third is it is exactly the way that you scale. So if you have those processes down for how you prepare every step and they're in a way that you can put it in somebody else's hands, then if you can do it once, you can do it 10 times, you can do it a thousand times. The secret is process. And that's the point I'm getting at, Jerry, because nobody else is doing it like I'm doing. And and the person that I know that does this in wholesale, they do everything by hand. And, you, and her pretzel bites look amazing. I don't want this product made by hand. So I'm already out here talking to people, building uh, to bakery equipment people. They tell me, oh, you need this, this, this. Yeah, that's what I want. Because, Jerry, what I don't want to happen is go to somebody. We out here banging stuff out. And they say, you know what? Hey, uh, different twists, ATL. We need uh, 60,000 pretzel bites next week. Right. If they told me that now, I can't do it. Right. I don't want that problem. So while I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning, somebody like, what you doing on Facebook? Because my mind moving. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to streamline this and produce as many bites as I can. Right. So if somebody want that order, we can do it. Right. At the lowest so that's cost. That's what I'm worried about, Jerry. I'm worried about down here somebody coming at me and calling out, uh, pulling my, my ticket, talking about, hey, we need uh, 1500 Because right now, we only had about 40, 50 bags a week. And ain't right. enough. We're right. doing them by hand, though. Right. Right. So you want you, you want know, to be able to do it at the lowest cost with the highest quality and get that volume. That's what that's really what you what just you're a doing. little bit. I just want to I, I, I'd rather get the equipment. You know, everybody say grow into it, grow into it. That ain't my model. No. Give me that good equipment. I only got one customer on that wholesale. I don't care. Give me that equipment still because I'm going to have more than that one customer. You know, right. so that's how I look at it, uh, Jerry. But yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. But I, I don't. I'm running into obstacles where I have to talk to other people. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. but I am gonna control who I talk to. So right now, I'm just talking to uh, small restaurants, cigar shops. You know, I mean, cigar lounges. You know, put my because we can handle that five, ten, fifteen bag order. Yeah, we can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, but. I get it before this summer. Somebody gonna come to me. I need a hundred bags today, and I want to be able to go get it. That's right. all. I want to have it. <laughs> That's all because we got a great product. I sell them a two-pound bag. Some of these bags got 80, 90 pretzel bites in. Mm -hmm. So at the water park, Jerry, I took six of those pretzel bites, sold them for three dollars. Wow. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. I can get 30 orders. Right. <clears throat> right. I feel I feel where you going. 20 to 30 orders. Right. Do the math. That bag cost me $12 back in the day. Right. Now I got it. I got it. I'm making $60, $70 off a $12 bag. So that's why I'm in the press for business, baby. <laughs> and then I ain't, ain't got to have all them grills and right. all that. My food truck got a lemonade machine. 
an oven and a mixing bowl. And we got all tables. We don't, you know, deep fries, ain't none of that, you know. But I created a breakfast sandwich. I ain't created. They just told me, you should do this. And I did that. <laughs> took that sausage, that turkey sausage, that egg and that cheese. And I took that pretzel dough and wrapped around it mm-hmm. and baked it. Put my vegetable butter on it. Jerry, we got a gold mine down here, so I, 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 I need your help, though. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get it. And actually, my buddies, we've been talking about making a trip down there to play a little golf in Atlanta. So I may be down there within the next couple of months. But you know, I'm coming looking for you when I get there. Man, um, yeah, I, just, I love just... I love what you're doing. It's the and I think what people who are watching this are getting is the drive, the drive, the drive, the drive. A lot of people think that just because they open the storefront, people are going to show up because they got a great recipe. People are going to come looking for them to buy it. You are driving it. You are pushing it. It's that, and that's what I'm saying. Keep your your deter- even when you relax, your determination kind of comes out of you. And so you no, you are man. I, I get I get told that all the time to calm down. Uh, you know, you extra and all that. So I, I know I'm high strong. And it's all I'm good. High strong. I got a lot of energy. You know, it's just my makeup. It's my DNA, and right. ain't it's no quit in me. Even, even you know, when it don't work out, I, I learned a lesson. I ain't never took a loss. Right. You so know, talk- we might not have made no money, but it was a lesson. Right. So talk about that piece, though, because what you're saying is a lesson. That's what people call failure. So break that down for people, how you take the thing that doesn't work out and you learn from it as opposed to letting it deflate you and making you want to quit. Well, that was basically... Um, Something that happened to me uh, when I was in the barbecue business. Uh, it just it, it just didn't get fun anymore. I started running into a lot of problems with theft, you know. So I had to come up with different systems to keep people from stealing my money, you know. Then uh, one day I, w- I started waking up and I wasn't happy, so. Some people uh, came in and bought the building. Just so happened to ask me that I want to renew the lease with them. And I just said no. And they was like, they took my rent down to some crazy to like $800, $800 a month. What about that? Wow. And you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm just not happy. I'm working too hard. And, uh, I just need to decompress. So, you know, uh, I uh, stopped doing that, took some time off, didn't have, you know, I'm not, I'm really not used to hitting no time clock. So that really wasn't an option for me, you know? (laughs) So it was a time in there where, I got discouraged, you know, because I'm like, why come this ain't making me happy no more? Man, I asked for this. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of the just, you know, quitting, I took about a year off. Uh, went, uh, helped my friend, worked at his restaurant, helped him keep his business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, came up with a game plan and was like, yeah, I got to get back out there in it. But when you have somebody in your ear 
with all that negativity, you know, ain't no money coming in. Right. What, what you gonna do? So I didn't get discouraged. I just did what I had had to do. And, and for me, it was uh, doing some self-care because being an entrepreneur is probably one of the hardest things in the world, especially if you don't, you know, come from no money. Right. You know, because I take honor in being uh, self-made. But Jerry, I had plenty of people to help me on the way. You know, that some days though, they like, they knew I paid my people and I ain't had no money to buy me no drink. So I had wow. people in, 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 in my corner. Right. And I, 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 got a, I got a good woman too that, you know, so all that stuff was a blessing to me. You know, I, but I had people, friends, in my corner to lift me up. And like I said, I took that year off and I was determined to find me a food service contract. That's what I wanted to do. I was trying to get caught in a rid of lunchroom, Jenny's, anything I could, I could, we could do, I was trying to get. And, um, but I thought, you know what? No, I don't really want to do no cafeteria because that's just like a, that's a contract. I already know what I'm going to be getting. And we got that contract with St. Louis County with the water parks. And that really, and, you know, people's like, you know, you, y'all do never sell hot dogs. Nah, we sell more than hot dogs. But I had discovered them pretzels way before back in the day. The, right. These pretzels have been out for years. They just don't sell them in our neighborhood. But they all throughout South County, you know, now they in Ballpark Village now. But this pretzel recipe that we have, it's a little different than like what you used to. It's not that that hard, dark brown pretzel, Jerry. Right. It's light and fluffy. It's kind of crisp on the outside. Mm -hmm. And then you get somebody with some flavor like me that invent a chicken and raffle uh, pretzel, you know, that's just, you know, I'm going to take it there. Right. I'm wrapping uh, hamburgers. You know, I'm gonna take it there, but uh, but yeah, Jerry, uh, it's no quitting me, right. and this entrepreneurship, especially the food game, no, the food game hard, right? Food game hard, but it looked like to me here in Atlanta, they opened up thirty new restaurants this month, <laughs> thirty in the midst of a pandemic. Right. You know, so uh, I think Atlanta just has so many people. If y'all, if anybody at home and you make a leather wallet, leather keychain, bring it down here and stand on the corner, stand on a uh, boulevard and uh, ponds and see how many you're going to sell right there on the street. So if you can't make it here, <laughs> and I ain't talking about just in business, because if this don't, you know, I ain't no nine to five guy, but I know I can probably go out tomorrow and, and, and land me two, three, four jobs. So, right. you know, the, the market here, it's a, it's a lot of people. Right. It's a lot of people. But man, as far as my personality, Jerry, it ain't it ain't no quitting me, man. So that even wasn't an option. Right. And, and yes, you get discouraged. And all of that. You know, but 
you have to keep on going because I take it personal because my coffee shops in St. Louis, they're in bi-state development buildings, which are not open to the public. Right. And my heart is breaking for my people there because they're not working. But anybody that could have got here, I would try to help them come on and, and start working with us. But right. yeah, uh, mm -hmm. all my stuff in St. Louis is closed down still due to the pandemic. But I believe in in, in 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 investing in people, Jerry. So that's part of my business model is I take care of my people. They're going to get paid before I get paid. Ain't nobody in KLD Enterprises ain't never get their check on the Tuesday. We pay every two weeks on the Tuesday. Right. Hey, Jerry, don't pay nobody in the food business on Friday night because Friday and Saturday ain't going to come to work. You know, food business, you got to pay them on Tuesday, man. That's a hint for anybody out there. Pay them on Tuesday. Don't pay them on Friday and Saturday night. That's our day to make all everybody make their money then. So every other Tuesday, baby. I'm just you don't throw out them gems, man. Don't throw out them gems. Every other Tuesday, though. But with that being said, if God put you in a position, wow. If God put you in a position to help somebody. And your business is being successful. I'm not doing the right thing if I if I ain't making another boss. Right. You know what I'm saying? I invest in my people. Call any one of them up, and they'll let you know that. Right. Because I care about you. Right. You ain't just nobody. You ain't gonna do me no good if you come in here feeling bad every day. I'm going to try to figure out what's wrong with you. Right. And if you need some time off to get it together, we're going to try to work it out. Right. Even if we got to bring groceries over there to you. Right. So take them principles of being a good steward in life and put them into your business. Right. You know, because with, with people, I try to treat them right, Jerry. Right. And I added, so, and I'm just going to close out with, with, with this, Jerry. When I was worried about how much money I was making, I need two, three, four more thousand dollars. I need, you know, give me that money. When I realized, when I stopped, let that go, and just like, hey, we're going to make it. We're going to, you know, I ain't even worried about the money. You know, somebody uh, drop a, a, a box of pretzels, you come back up to the window, we're going to give you another box of pretzels. Right. So when I took my focus, of making that green, it's all coming. Nah, dude, you gotta say that again. And that has been a consistent theme. Honestly, Keith, with the best people I have spoken to that are doing any number of different types of businesses, the people who are not focused on the money first, they're thinking about their customers, they're thinking about the people that work for them, they're, they're thinking about the people they're gonna reach, the people they're gonna bless, the people they're gonna help, Money no longer is their problem. You need you got to say that again. People don't understand that. They People always don't understand come out it. in the bag. And I'm gonna tell you when I was concentrating, and then you know, because I had a lot of chatter in my ear too. Can't listen to the chatter. I had a lot of chatter, so yeah, I was worried about the money. Cause shit, he shouldn't even get paid for. You know, uh, uh you know you. Yeah, you can get caught up like that. Right. But I, I learned, I let that go and just watch my business thrive. When I start wow. taking care of the customers, 
and the people. Right. Uh, you can learn a lot from Chick Fil A. Wow. So right. when I when I interview somebody, if you can't do what they do when you walk up in Chick Fil A, you can't work for. Her. You know, I I I got had to get rid of you know a couple of people. You know, we put you on probation, but if your attitude. You know, you popping that gum and you mad because they done walked in. No, nah, you can't work for me. Right. No. Nah. So and what? So what? I, what lessons? What are the lessons you learned from Chick Fil A? Because I'll tell you what I see when I go through Chick Fil A, and even during this time of the pandemic, when they're you know you can't go in to sit in a the restaurant, their process in that parking lot is amazing. Those they people process. they are they are moving people. They move there, and they doing it with a smile. They customer service, man. I believe if you drive off and jump on Lindbergh, somebody might end up chasing you down. You might have somebody at the red light coming to get you. They process and how they evolve. So we, you see what they did. Couldn't They didn't have any dine-in. So they had all these lines. So they start putting... People outside with the POS handheld POS system. They start setting up drink uh, stations. They, you know, just adapted. They adapted. So Chick Fil A and Panera uh, Bread Company learn a strategy. Learn Panera's uh, food portion process. Mm -hmm. Everything in there gonna be the same. Mm -hmm. When they have that lobster roll, it's going to have the same number of chunks on every sandwich. <laughs> every sandwich. Those are the people that help me turn my business into better. And I think somebody mentioned uh, that earlier uh, in the conversation I had earlier this morning about do what the, I do what the billionaires do. They wake up at 4.30 every morning. So I wake up at 4.30 every morning. Right. Somebody told me that this morning. I, I do everything that they do. I copy everything they do. Right. Everything. So all the great ones wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that's strong and, and, and those four hours in a day, those extra four hours, and if somebody listening to this podcast, they didn't heard this a hundred times. One, one of my closest people in my life, I do more before nine o'clock than people do all day, Jerry. Right. right. By nine o'clock. So, and my friends are checking 12, one o'clock. They probably are. Oh, keep probably taking this nap. <laughs> Three, four o'clock. Cause that hour power now. Cause my engine. <laughs> Hey, I got to get it, baby. I got to get it. So that's it, Jerry. I mean, so that's... Let's, so, let's, uh, so, let's, so let's wrap on this one thing, though, because we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I think it's important. People like you, people like me, you know, the ones that are driven, we run hard. So we don't, we don't rest like we should. What, what, what are you learning about rest, relaxation, recharging? What, what, how are you handling that? I had to use some techniques, uh, Jerry, and I really had to use some techniques after the death of my mom. I went into a, a slight depression. And uh, 
it was rough. So somebody pulled me to the side and started giving me different tools. I went to therapy. I did everything, you know, and and then I started noticing because she'd been gone for a minute. I thought maybe it was something else, but come to find out everything was tied in each other. And a therapist helped me see that. So when you in this business, you have to do self-care. And I, I'm, you know, I, I, I do self-care. Right. When I need to talk to my therapist, it's online now. It's easy. Right. It's easy to get appointment now because everything is virtual, mm-hmm. you know, but I'll open this laptop up in a minute. You know, and uh, so mine is I started doing different things. Uh, you know, I got into martial arts a few years ago. That helped me. My good friend, uh, Ali Jenkins in St. Louis, mm-hmm. my sensei, my brother, my partner, then picked me up many days. Then no, we're going to work out. No, we're going to work out. You know, then start um teach me about listening to different frequencies you know uh bring in just meditating mm-hmm. and now you know i'm you know i got a lot of good young brothers that i hang with here they young guys so now they talking to me about yoga and you know so i'm gonna start like stretching mm-hmm. but jerry i have to Every morning, I have to meditate and uh, try to get my mindset right. Because like I said, when I went through, you know, went through about a depression that it it was hard. Mm -hmm. I'm in a new city and got no friends. You know, all my loved ones, you know, I'm missing my woman and shit, man. It was the heart, and I did it in a haste. Bury my mama, loaded that truck up. Everybody telling me, "What? Don't do that." I was already gonna come, and my mama knew that. I was only in St. Louis because of her, because she was sick, she was dying. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. load that truck up, came here. That was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. You know. The loneliness, because when you get lonely, sometimes you can make mistakes, brother. Sure. You get caught up in, in, in that, you know. And uh, so I really had to focus. And self-care, when I start talking to uh, that, that, that therapist, they give you certain techniques to use. And mine was writing everything in here. Writing everything in this journal because it's different. It's it different. Eve. When two, three days later, <laughs> see, he got his. He got his journal. It hit different <laughs> two, three days later when you didn't calm down off of making your emotional. Uh, and you come back and you look in here. Kate, you ain't handle that shit. You, you ain't handle that right, bro. Right. <laughs> you ain't do that right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that journal then change, you know, helping me change my life. Right. But with me being an entrepreneur, and that's something that somebody got to think about. 
uh, having some type of uh, package of therapy or workout for CEOs or something, because we are so stressed out. Not all of them. You know, the one I ain't got no, I ain't got no million dollars. They stress so they, but they stress too. Don't don't kid yourself. That money doesn't eliminate the stress. Actually, for some people, it increases the stress because they're trying to not lose what they have. The money does not eliminate. Now it can buy you some options about how to deal with your stress. It never relieves the stress. You you'd be surprised what some of these people are doing. And see, you're talking about self care. What some of these people are doing is they self medicating, is self mutilating. They're self-destructive because they're trying to stay in the game. They're as miserable as they could be. The money does not eliminate that. The self-care is what you have to be focused on. But here's the other thing that I hear in what you're saying, Keith, is you also have the self-accountability. You know how to look at in the mirror and say, where is the problem? It's not out Sometimes there. We the problem, Jerry. Sometimes the problem is right. I always tell people that one of the best tools that you can have on your tool belt is a mirror. you got to be able to see yourself. But you and do you know, can't... Jerry, that's one of the hardest jobs in the world is policing our own self and our activities and being accountable for our actions. That's yeah, hard. But that's, but that's where and, and but here's the thing. That, and, and let me show you something else that made me look at myself, man. And right now, I'm trying to work on being more positive, too. Because sometimes I can't talk with some negativity. And it'll take somebody close to me that I love to tell me that you're being negative. Sometimes I, I like being humble, but they say, you know, show your shit off. I just want to be <laughs> humble, though. Uh, in the midst of a pandemic, I didn't want to be bling blinging all this shit on here when people ain't got pot to piss in. They ain't buy their kids shit from Christmas. I ain't showing no, all this, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. I can't help but think about somebody. My empathy level probably like too high. I need to bring it down because it probably <laughs> can, can hinder me, though. But I just, you know, I just believe in just trying to do stuff the right way, Jerry. But I don't, let me let me show you something to help me, man, because this gonna help somebody right here. All right, because okay. this shit made me accountable. This shit okay. right here. Let me show you. Something. Let me show you this. This book right here. Let me get this right. Male versus man. Read this, Jerry. Can you see it? I see it. Got the look. You see it? Yep. Male versus male man. Male versus man, baby. Mm -hmm. Male versus man. This right here made me look at myself totally different. And when I go through certain things, I open a couple of chapters back up here. This brother, Dondre Whitfield, right here, man, wrote some. He hitting stuff right on the head on her, and it kind of make you take accountability, right? Because sometimes we we the problem, and then Jerry, my matriculation into manhood, and that's why I'm fascinated about this young man here. Because I wish I could have been where you was at at 26 years old, brother. You did, so that's why I'm keep I keep I keep you close. But my matriculation, Jerry, came late in life, bro. Right. A lot of damage was done. I made a lot of mistakes. Hurt people. You know, I wasn't a service. 
So any true man, we have to be a service to others. Right. Our, 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 our significant other, our children, our family, we have to be men of service and provide something. And I'm not talking about monetary or nothing like that. You know, we have to be accountable. We have to be accountable. And uh, I just wish I could have matriculated at a, uh, at a young age, you know, and I think, and that's why my business growth was slow because my matriculation growth growing into my manhood was slow. Wow. Immature decisions right. in life, immature decisions in business. So pick up some books, do some reading. We all got our flaws. Acknowledge them. Take care of your people. Take care of your employees. Pay them before you pay yourself. And you can miss paying that payroll, that, that, that personal W-2 tax. You can miss paying that. Whatever you do, do not mess up on them employing that FICA taxes and all that stuff. You know, you 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 take these little tools that we share, uh, you know, it, it's going to be some help to you. Right. And it's going to be some mm -hmm. help. And uh, we have to talk some more, uh, Jerry, because I got some people. Uh, that I, I want to be on your podcast because I got a, a group of brothers here that I'm proud of, man. And I, they say I'm mentoring on them, but I'm like, I learned so much from y'all. I'm mentoring you. <laughs> I learned so much from you. Yo. But I'm mentoring you. So I take that. I carry that right here. So and uh, so, we get ready to uh so let me so let me say this first before we wrap this up. One is you know, it took us a while to get yes, this sir. together, but I'm I'm super appreciative that you were willing to do this. I, I really appreciate the fact that you are so transparent because I always want people to come on to leave some breadcrumbs, leave something that somebody can really use, something that people can truly follow. They're looking at all these images on Instagram and Facebook, and they, they think they're trying to emulate somebody's life, but they're not really giving them the breadcrumbs. They're not telling them what they go through. They're not telling them about the struggles. They're not telling them how to partner up with people. They're not telling them how to be mentored. They're not talking about accountability. They're not talking about self-care. So, dude, you have laid it out. You have shared your story. You have opened up your life. And I pray that people who are listening, people who are watching this, are blessed by this and that their journey is helped by what you shared. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate it. I appreciate it, bro. I, I appreciate it. You know, it and, and this is not my format. You know, I normally don't, you know, I normally don't do this. You know, you know, Jerry, when I'm out, I talk loud and I have a lot of fun, but I am uh an introvert. Right. So when I'm a center of attention, I get uh anxieties and stuff, you know. So all this is hard for me to do. So that's why I got to do stuff without no script. I don't really want to know what you're going to be asking. Just let's do it raw and just right. tell me. I don't have a fear anymore of talking about my flaws and my weaknesses. Right. And, right. and if it can help somebody, I'll do it. So you do know, me a favor. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem doing it. So do me a favor. So who's there with you? 
Noble. I want I want to I want you to meet this brother, yeah, bring, man. Bring him on. Pull that chair right here, man. I, I want you to meet this brother and and just tell him uh, some about your finance or what you're doing, Noble. How you doing? Hey, how you? How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Great interview, um, by the way. That um, I've just been listening in, just taking in all the gems and all the knowledge um, that both you and Mr. Keith are sharing. Um, and to your listeners, I mean, if you all are not having a notepad, writing down some of these things, I, you guys were showing your journals. Uh, I, I keep this bad boy with me everywhere I go, man. And what they say is note takers are money makers. You know, <laughs> if you're not oh, no. writing down what you're hearing and taking this stuff in, it's it's tough, man. So I'm just thankful that I was able to sit in and listen to you and Mr. Keith kind of just share some knowledge for people like myself who are younger in the game. Uh, you all are more experienced. You've been there. You've learned the ropes. You've made the mistakes. And for myself, you know, if I can pick up on that, so this way I don't have to do that. I don't have to make those mistakes. Then it's such a blessing. You know, it's yeah. such a blessing to be able to uh, to be able to take advantage of those. Yeah. And so, and so let me let me say this to you, Noble. So I think what you said is so important. You know, I've 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 spent a lot of time in the corporate space, and we've had a few of our people that have really done extremely well. But the issue that I've had with them is they weren't willing to leave the door open for the next person. They weren't willing to spend their social and political capital to help the next person. They know how hard it is for some of us to get in. And it's not that we're not as good as or that we can't do it, but we need the opportunity. That young white person that walks in the doors of corporate, they have a support system whether they want it or not. We need a support system, (laughs) right? We need a support system because we have a much smaller margin of error and people are trying to process who we are through stereotypes that they see on TV, things that they hear yes. in these other conversations. And so I've always, and one of my mentors said that to me, and he's been so impactful in my life. I said to him one day, I said, man, what you say to me is so important and has helped my career so much. I would pay you for your time. And what yes, he sir. said to me is the way, the way that you pay me is to do it for somebody else. Right. Wow. I'm so committed to that. That's if you go back and watch any of the other episodes from this part, it's all about how do people pivot? How do you go into a different direction? How do you get stable? How do you start something? And so all these conversations are there to help people improve. And this is you seeing it right here. Live free. This is who this is who I am. This is what yes, I'm sir. all about. I want to make sure that I'm living the best life that I can. But keep to your point, I've learned that the shortest path for me to get what I want is to help other people get what they want. There you go. Who else? Who else am I helping? So who else am I helping? So and who else am I helping? All right. So no, yeah, you, yeah, I don't yeah. know how long you've known him, but the Keith is just a, he's just a great guy, man. He's just he's just a straight great dude. It's just all there is to it. Yeah, so I, I I so appreciate this, man. And the fact that you're there, you guys are interacting. You know, clearly there's a difference in age, but love does not care about that. At the end nah. of the at the base of it. It's all it's love. It's what it is. Right. You can call it camaraderie, call it friendship. But when you're open and you're sharing, you're transparent, you want to build up another person. That's what love is. For sure. Man, I learned so much from this guy, man. Hey, we're going to do some great things, man.